Zahal, you are listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the premier podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For more information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe and or follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform with push notifications turned on to never miss an episode of the broadcast. And you can always check out visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's visionforchina.org slash podcast for an up-to-date directory of which platforms were found on. If you have any friends interested in China, missions, or both that might enjoy the podcast, be sure to let them know what the A Thousand Lives broadcast is all about. We with Vision for China firmly believe that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China and trust that if we aim our lives at making much of him there and around the world, we have no need to fear language barriers, culture barriers, persecution, or any other obstacles because, just as he himself said in Matthew 28, he will be with us always even unto the end of the world. For today's episode, we're going to revisit the life of Hudson Taylor and this time take a look at how he came to know the Lord. There are a few interesting parts to this story that you won't want to miss. But before we jump into the story of how he came to know Jesus, let's take a look at today's Chinese City Challenge. For this episode's Chinese City Challenge, I'd like to challenge everyone to research and pray for the city of Haikou, located in Hainan Province, China. Haikou is Hainan Province's capital city and is home to over 2 million people in the city proper and a total of about 2 and a quarter million in its greater metro area. Hainan Province is itself an island located just off the coast of southern China and is considered by some to be the Hawaii of China due to its tropical climate and tourism appeal. I personally have visited the southern tip of the island, which is the city of Sanya. Haikou, however, is located on the northern end of the island. The name Haikou actually simply means seaport and highlights the city's historical importance in sea trade. Being located in such a tropical area, Haikou is home to a booming tourism industry and serves as an important tourist destination for all of China. I just said that the province is considered the Hawaii of China, but actually I personally think that it could also be called the Florida of China due to the number of northern Chinese that spend winter there. When my wife and I went to Sanya a few years back, we were shocked to learn that there were virtually no southern Chinese in the touristy areas and that these places were filled with northern Chinese, complete with northern Chinese accents and even northern Chinese menu items at the restaurants. Needless to say, the city of Haikou in particular and the province of Hainan generally are hot spots for Chinese tourism. Historically, Danish sea captain Carl C. Jeremiasen was the first missionary to bring the gospel to the island of Hainan. Jeremiasen spent his early days distributing Bibles and dispensing medicine. Eventually, other missionaries arrived and the first few conversions were seen. Within a few years, as more missionaries began to set sail for China, Hainan actually became a stopping off point for ships before reaching Shanghai. However, despite this history of Christian influence, today less than half of 1% of people in Hainan and Haikou claim to be Christian. Please pray for more laborers for Haikou City and Hainan Province. Brother, I'd like to challenge you to do a bit of your own research on Haikou. The city is spelled H-A-I-K-O-U and is located in Hainan Province. Hainan is spelled H-A-I-N-A-N. 
Now remember, the challenge is to spend about 15 minutes either skimming the city's Wikipedia page or viewing a video related to Heiko on YouTube, whether that be a walkthrough, synopsis, maybe some drone footage. I encourage you to see what videos you can find for Heiko. And as you watch, consider how the Lord might use you to reach this city with the gospel. Next, after you've done all that, spend another 15 minutes or so praying for Heiko and his people. Pray that they would hear the gospel and be saved. Pray that the Lord would bless believers and churches that might already be there in Heiko. And pray that the Lord would raise up and send forth many more laborers who would devote their lives to take Heiko the gospel. And finally, remember to message Vision for China on social media, letting us know an interesting thing you learned about the city. We want to hear from you and hear how the Lord is growing your heart for the Chinese. Again, finding us on social media is easy. Just use the handle Vision for China, V-I-S-I-O-N for C-H-I-N-A. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what you learned about Heiko. What are you waiting for? Get after this Chinese city challenge and see how the Lord works in your heart as you research and pray. There once was an ungodly Coleman who lived in a very poor suburb of Somerset along with his wife. They lived quite a miserable life due to their relative financial poverty and constant exposure to coal dust, which took a toll on their health, especially the husbands. While his wife carted bags of coal to customers, he was actually at home dying of consumption, tuberculosis. Their home was so filthy, in fact, that when they called on a doctor to inspect his consumption, the doctor refused to enter the rooms for fear of developing consumption himself. Some faithful local Christians continued to visit and pray for the Coleman and his wife. One day, as one brother was visiting them and reading scripture with them, he shared with them the story of the sick woman who was healed when she touched the hem of Christ's clothes. The sick Colvin hearing the story, exclaimed, Oh, that I could reach him. When he heard the words, Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, the Coleman said, Then it's done. Young Hudson held his finger at this very spot in the booklet and laid it on his lap for a bit, thinking. It was somewhat of an interesting story but he had committed to himself before even picking up the track that he would only read it for an interesting story and would stop before reading to the application. After all, he only needed a mildly amusing story to bide his time on this slow summer afternoon. With mother off on holiday, father at work at the pharmacy, and Amelia off with her friend, who knows where, it was him alone at home without much to pass the time. Still, Holding his place in the booklet, he glanced back up at the tray of tracts on Father's bookshelf from which he had secured the tract in hand. He had done the same with many of the others before, but something compelled him to let this one be a bit different. Leaning back once again in his chair and taking up the tract, Hudson continued reading into the spiritual application. It was in this application portion of the booklet that Hudson eventually came to the words the finished work of Christ. Curious, Hudson thought, why does the tract's author use this expression? Why not say the atoning work of Christ? Why not say the propitiatory work of Christ? Hudson sat 
and continued to puzzle over these questions. He was 17, and his father and mother had spent much time reading scripture and praying with him throughout his childhood, so much so that he had a rather thorough knowledge of the basic tenets of Christianity. However, this phrase, the finished work of Christ, puzzled him. He asked himself, what is finished? He thought on it for a moment. After some intense pondering, he answered his own question with a full and perfect atonement and satisfaction for sin. The debt was paid by the substitute. Christ died for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Suddenly, everything clicked. It was as though a light came on. If the whole work is finished and the whole debt paid, what is there left for me to do? Led by the Holy Spirit, who was bringing to his recollection the many scriptures that he had been taught from his youth, Hudson fell to his knees and accepted Christ as his Savior, promising to praise him forever. Shortly thereafter, the sound of Amelia returning home could be heard. He ran to greet his sister and told her what had taken place. She was overjoyed to hear and eventually confided in Hudson that she had, about a month previous, committed to praying for her older brother's salvation three times a day until the Lord saved him. She had faithfully done so. Hudson was amazed at his sister's commitment to beg the Lord to save him. Later, when Hudson's mother returned from her holiday, he discovered that on the very day and at the very time that he had committed his life to the Savior, his mother had spent much time in special prayer for the salvation of her son. Again, Hudson was amazed at how the Lord had put it upon their hearts to pray so fervently for his salvation. All his life, Hudson called that day in June 1849 the day of his being born again. And it was shortly after being saved that he found himself longing to do something for the Savior who had done so much for him. Through much prayer, service in church, and personal study of the scriptures, he came to the conclusion that he should give his life to serving the Lord in China as a missionary. Hudson desired to use his life to bear witness to the Chinese the joy of resting in the finished work of Christ. Brother, the Lord saved young Hudson Taylor that day in June 1849 and transformed his life forever. Hudson became a new creature. He became clothed in garments of salvation. The righteousness of Christ became his. You know, on the one hand, salvation is an amazing event in the life of a man. He really becomes born again. The old things are passed away and all things are made new. But, on the other hand, it's no wonder that Hudson got saved. After all, he had grown up in a family in which both his parents were Christians. His sister even trusted Christ before him. His parents regularly took him to church. They taught him the scriptures in family devotions. They prayed for him and prayed fervently that he would come to faith in Christ. Now, my friend, you know what the Bible says. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, according to Scripture, exposure to the word of God is necessary for salvation. Apart from hearing God's word, there is no salvation. And I'm sure that you know this to be true in your own life. Consider for a moment, brother, how the Lord saved you. Maybe you have a similar story to Hudson. Maybe you, too, grew up surrounded by God's Word, both at church and at home. Some of you perhaps even attended or are currently attending a Christian school where you have chapel and Bible classes. You're constantly exposed to Scripture. And it was through this consistent exposure to the Word of God 
that he brought you to a place where you understood that you needed to trust him for salvation. He brought you to a place where you realized that you had nothing to contribute other than your sin and that you desperately needed a savior. You needed atonement. You needed propitiation. You needed a work already finished by Christ applied to your account. I'm sure that there are others listening in who, though they may not have had those benefits from such a young age, maybe your parents weren't or still aren't saved. Maybe you didn't start going to church until a bit later on in life. You still, at some point, encountered God's Word, maybe through a friend, a relative, or a preacher. And as you heard His Word, you too came to realize you needed the finished work of Christ. My friend, I want you to realize that you, along with young Hudson Taylor, were in a privileged position. You had access to preaching. You had access to Bible teaching. You maybe even had others praying for you regularly and consistently. Brother, the question is, do you realize, like Hudson came to realize, that there are many around the world, that there are many millions in China who are without those very privileges. They have no Christian parents. They have no mother or sister to pray for their salvation. They have no church to attend. They have no family devotional times in God's Word. In fact, they don't have God's Word or even know what God's Word is. They live in darkness. They have no light. They haven't the slightest clue about the finished work of Christ. The Lord transformed Hudson's life that day in June 1849. He brought him out of darkness into light. He brought him from being in sin to being in Christ. And when he did, Hudson was left with a deep conviction that others ought to know of this finished work as well. Hudson had witnessed God's power. He had witnessed God's salvation. He had experienced a transformed life. And he wanted nothing more than to share that joy with others, especially with those who had never heard before. So friend, how about you? I assume that it's because you have witnessed the Lord's salvation in your own life that you would even listen to this podcast in the first place. And since you have experienced His grace, His mercy, and His love, why not, like Hudson Taylor, devote your life to proclaiming that grace, that mercy, that love, that finished work to people in China? Brother, could it be that the Lord is dealing with your heart as of late about China because He desires to send you there to preach? The Lord used Hudson Taylor and his surrendered life greatly to advance the preaching of the gospel throughout China. Could it be that the Lord likewise desires to do similar things in and through your life? Could it be that He has put China on your mind and on your heart as of late to remind you of all the great and mighty things He could do in China with your surrendered life? life. So brother, would you do that? Would you surrender your life to making China your home and faithfully bearing witness of your Savior there? Would you give your talents to exalting and preaching Jesus among so many who have never heard of the finished work of Christ? Will you consider devoting your days to preaching Christ and exalting His name in China, telling all that you encounter of the finished work of Christ? Friend, if the Lord is leading you in that direction, we with Vision for China would love to help you along the way with everything from Bible training and missions training to language and culture training. Brother, we are here to provide you a path to follow, to get you from wherever you are right now, be it high school, be it college, be it maybe a bit later on in life, no matter your situation, wherever you are, 
all the way to standing in China before a group of Chinese people with a Bible in your hand and in the Chinese language preaching unto them Jesus. If we can help you along your path in any way, reach out to us at info at visionforchina.org. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. Tell us who you are and let us know how we can come alongside and be a help. Remember, there are dozens of millions in China that need preachers if they're ever to hear the glad tidings of their Creator and Savior. There are untold thousands who haven't heard, but who would be overjoyed to hear. Will you take the news of the finished work of Christ to them? Will you arise, go, and preach unto them Jesus? Brothers, let me tell you, it truly is finished. Christ has accomplished salvation at the cross. As you know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ there on the cross said Cheng Lok before giving up the ghost. Cheng Lok. Cheng Lok. Cheng Lok is Chinese for it is finished. Brother, you know that Cheng Lok. You know how he has accomplished salvation. Why not take the message Cheng Lok? to the countless thousands in China who don't know. The people of China need to hear that Chengla. They need to hear that salvation is accomplished. Will you, brother, give your life to preaching that salvation is Chengla and trust him, who Chengla, to do a work there through you? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Thank you all for listening in and letting others know that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China. Don't forget the Chinese city challenge for this episode. Spend 15 minutes researching Haikou City in Hainan province. Haikou is spelled H-A-I-K-O-U. And then spend another 15 minutes praying that the Lord would raise up more preachers for the people there. And again, remember to message us, the Vision for China team, on social media to let us know an interesting thing you learned about Haikou. And let us know you were interested in China missions. Haiko and all of China need preachers who will tell them that in Christ, Chongla. Tune in next time for another story from the life of missionary Sam Pollard of Yunnan. You won't want to miss it. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. Well, until next time, Zai Jian.